This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In football, we take things game by game. One game after the other. One goal after the other. One point after the other. And one frustrating mistake after one frustrating mistake. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans, dissecting all things Mansfield Town Football Club, week in, week out, every single Thursday, live on Mansfield Matters. I'm Craig Priestland coming up this week on the back of a 1-1 draw at Cambridge. Boss David Flickcroft takes a look at defence versus attack. Seven goals conceded this season and um, it's up there with you know, the best records in, in the league. But the goals tally isn't where I want it to be for the amount of play we've got, amount of good quality entries into the last third. The, the goals tally's poor and uh, that's what we've got to upspec, that's what we've got to make better. Shot stopper Bobby Oleshnik has been in form in between the sticks recently but he says he's having a frustrating time watching on from the Stags goal. As a keeper I think you pride yourself on clean sheets, it's a bit frustrating not to consider, you know, not to keep the clean sheet but yeah, it's really really frustrating at the minute you know, not being able to, to see games out and not being able to, to just you know, get that win. I think a, a, a win especially here it would just would just lift us, but at the moment it's, it's just not quite happening. Defender Matt Preston is back in the side after a spell with concussion, and he says that Stags need to improve in order to meet their targets. During the final times of a game, if, even if it doesn't have to be final times of a game, it can just be um, a dead ball or someone going off the pitch if they're being subbed or something like that. We've just been talking about that, or if it means keeping it in the corner at the end of the game, then that's what we've. Yeah, we've got to try and practice. And frustration is the buzzword, as attacking midfielder Otis Khan is feeling it too. Every game we've had chances to see off the games, we should um, have got a lot more points than what we've got. But I still think the positives are there, we're getting in these chances, so it's just the last bit of completing, completing that now. So, personally for myself, a bit frustrated, I know I should have had um, a bit more goals, a bit more assists, so... It's just keep working hard in training that will come soon. It's all of that plus much, much more as we look back on the 1-1 draw at Cambridge and debate the one thing which has seemed to get a little bit louder this week. Should Flickcroft stay or should Flickcroft go? Get your opinions in the live feed now and if you're listening to the audio version of this, come and join us next week at 6.30ish on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast with Craig Priest, Nathan Edge, Simon Mercer and Cam Felton. If you're watching on the live feed, get your comments in now. Well, a very good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Now, you might be thinking, why is there just a camera just on Craig? If the other's given up, I can tell you... No, they've not given up. They are here as well. We're changing things up this week. I mean, I personally am a person of superstition. If something 
you know, is not quite working. I like to change things up, like, you know, driving to work a certain way, driving to the ground a certain way, parking a certain way, that sort of thing, because I'm an idiot, and that's... The, which, that, which car to take to away days. Exactly. Things like that really do matter. <laughs> and, you know, so I thought tonight for the podcast, we'd just change it up a little bit and give a, a proper sort of podcast look. So for those of you wanting to see Cam Felton, Nathan Edge and Simon Mercer... There you go. There's their horrible Three. faces. You can all wave towards the camera, which is pretty much straight in front of you. You can huh. say hello to those uh, tonight. Get your say. Uh, get your uh, thoughts in on uh, the uh, on all things Mansfield Town related tonight. We want to have uh, your comments as always. We'll be talking all about the Cambridge one or draw. We'll be talking about something else which has started to great, and I think all four of us in this room uh, this week, which is of course the uh, Flickroft out murmurings which have started to bubble away we'll look ahead to uh, a busy month in October and much much more Nathan I'm going to start uh, with yourself um, nice array of stag shirts tonight as well you've gone for the Brian Jensen goalkeeper's top Cam's gone for one before he was born and me and Simon are in the Green Army um, and it was the Green Army on Saturday at Cambridge a one-all draw go on change of shirt but no change in in the Mansfield Town, is it really? Um, it's a, a similar story to every game, well, a lot of games so far this season. We've had great spells where you just think we should go and uh, put the game to bed. Comes to the second half, I think we had 10 minutes in the first half where we looked threatening. We had a couple of uh, decent long range efforts which uh, on another day could have gone in, but after that I don't know what happened because we just sat back invited pressure and I kept saying to you because I sat with you on I and uh, that's not what did it game, that, you, you're not pinning the blame on me that's I, no, I don't I'm know not, your fault no. every, every time we <laughs> sat near each other I don't think we've won and that's I mean, the, the worry. I was thing. thinking back to this the other day we have actually done one other game together <clears throat> which we stood together which was Forest Green away yeah, last year so Green. it's not a good record <laughs> already is it? probably one of the worst games <laughs> I've been to so uh uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, that's what I was saying, wasn't I? Well, we're both saying that, you know, we're inviting pressure on and there's only one team that's going to score here and, uh, you know, with a few minutes left towards the end, uh, as many times this season, uh, another side brings it back to 1-1 and that, that, that score I'm getting really bored of now. 1-1, it's annoying, but... I mean, um, so many 1-1 draws looking back over Flick Cross record, I mean, we'll talk more about that later on, but... Cam, when you were sort of scrolling through on Saturday and you, you know, you've seen us 1-0 up, Danny Rose, nice and early, it's all looking good. And then, did you think that three points were in the bag or did you think this is Mansfield Town? Oh. <laughs> it, it's a tough one because you can't say that we deserved any less than a point because we, we had his chances to win the game. We didn't take them. We did get the one goal. Probably should have held on. But just looks not falling our way with this minute either through refereeing decisions, whether it's through um, games being postponed because of players missing, whether it's fluke goals going in. Everything just is not is not tipped towards us at the minute. So I'd say that. I'd say that a point's a fair result, but obviously we've got to keep going for the three, but. We're just unlucky at the minute. We just need to find something that hopefully will change us look a little bit. 
Get your comments in. As always, really want to hear your thoughts on the game as well. And as Nathan was saying, so si, obviously that 1-1 scoreline is becoming a little bit frustrating now. A little bit boring. I mean... <laughs> it'd be better if it was 6 all or something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. at least... At least <laughs> the more than one goal in the game. Yeah, entertainment, nice. that would be nice, to be fair. But it's, oh, it's, it is so frustrating, isn't it, to, to, to watch and listen. Especially when we've took the lead as well. I always... I don't know why how you guys see it, but... If we always take the lead I, and they equalise, I always see it as two points dropped. Whereas if, you know, we've been 1-0 down and we score, it's a point game sort of thing. That's how I always read it sort yeah. of thing. But for it to come on in 88th minute, I think the whole street kind of heard me shout, <laughs> damn and blast, <laughs> when Cambridge equalised, to be honest, because I was were, were absolutely gutted. But then... It's Mansfield, so therefore you can't ever can't ever think that game's over while we're still playing, sort of thing. Well, that's I, the this is where we need to get more than one goal for a change. Like we need to set, start start putting putting teams to bed, and that's the problem. I think why ever you're one nil up, no matter what level you know, no, no matter how good your opposition are, whether they're great or whether they're, they're incredibly poor, why it's one nil? They only need one chance and. Uh, like Cambridge, am I right remembering it, it was a deflected goal? You know, it only takes a deflection or a mistake or anything just to let them back in it. So that's where we just we need to go for that second goal. Like we were too reserved on Saturday, and that was a problem. Although I was quite happy that Danny Rose scored. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, just, I'm sure you were, and there's a very good reason for that, of course, which we'll come on to as well. But let's just go through uh, a few of the comments uh, so far tonight. If you want to get your <coughs> comment in, uh, then please do so in the comments be below, and we'll uh, give you all that you need uh, in there. Read all those comments out for you. Plenty coming in thick and fast already tonight. Uh, Paul says, loving the new green shirts, guys. I mean, we, we didn't have a phone call. No, no, we didn't, no. I wanted an excuse to wear mine so I could get my money's worth, and obviously you were proving your point to Shelley after yeah. you know after winning winning your shirt as well. I've been told I got to wear it tonight. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Uh, Paul asks, should he have been given the job in relation to Flickcroft? Roger says leg uh, lessons not learned from previous matches. Uh, Shelley says, don't spill tea on your shirt. Um, <laughs> Luke says, look at Flickcroft's record since he came to us. What do you think about that? Uh, his full record is one four drawn eleven lost five from the twenty games so far. But I'm going to go on a bit of a rant about that later on um, against some of the Flickcroft out. Again, I think this is very much maybe a pro Flickcroft, but don't let that put you off. If you you know this is the place to have your opinion, so please do so in the comments as always. And no matter what you put, as long as you don't abuse us, we will uh, pretty much uh, read all of those out. Um, Shelley also says uh, flip flop out is getting boring. Who would we get in? Still got players on our books dragging away who are injured or can't get in the side. A new manager still got these players to work with. Fantastic point, and we'll come on to that a little bit more uh, later on, and uh, we'll talk about a little bit more about that in depth. But I want to know tonight, um, what do you think of David Flickcross' record? Because my rant will be about what we should actually judge him on and what we shouldn't judge him on. Um, so I want to know whether you're judging him as a whole or whether you're judging him uh, on this season. We'll come back to that uh, in a little while. But let's go back to talking uh, all about Cambridge on Saturday. Um, obviously, really disappointing, uh, the fact that we you know, we, we couldn't get all three points, Nate. But one thing which, which I think pleased the both of us is that we stopped playing that statue game a little bit and we started to move the ball and we had more than one style of play you know we tried to play it around the back a little bit and then we went direct and obviously that's how, how we scored so yeah. you can tell there has been progress made <coughs> yeah and I think 
that's had to have happened. I mean, we've we've said on numerous uh, podcasts now that we need a plan B and we need to mix it up. And I think that's going to be important uh, depending on the, the opposition you're playing. Like I anticipate on Saturday, you know, Northampton, it's probably going to be more of a footballing game. So we've got the opportunity then to, to try and play that game and match them. But there's going to be games where you've got to really mix it up. Like, you know, when we come up against like the Lincoln, the, uh, Lincoln? Lincoln. Big, long day, <laughs> long day. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that's a promising side, but <coughs> I, Saturday for me is probably the most disappointing. I've I don't know what it was. It just felt like the most disappointing I've seen us play so far. Just the fact that there was all, such a long period of the second half where we just didn't get forward, and uh, and this is where the thing about is it the players' fault? Is it Flickcroft's fault? Well, Flickcroft and uh, Futcher were both yelling the, for, for, you know to get the players out a bit more and get them. Uh, of the pitch but for whatever reason we just didn't do it so I think it's now you know Flickcroft does need to uh, up his game a bit but I think the players need to take a hell of a lot of responsibility now he physically couldn't do any more on Saturday as he has been for the last couple of games you know on the sideline screaming for the players to get out what, what do we want him to do what do we expect him to do do we expect him to march onto the pitch and start dragging bodies over the halfway line or what it's a complete contrast to last season because people were moaning at the end of last season when we were drawing games that he wasn't vocal enough he just stood there on the touchline as if he'd not done anything and now we've got the complete opposite flick this season actually getting trying to get his players going trying to get them to actually like, move the ball around and actually like, galvanise them Galvanise them, yeah, from the touchline, and people are still complaining. I don't see what else he can do. Is one word, mate? Fickle. <laughs> well then, um, not you. I'm going to say you got a little bit awkward for that second. Kick off in here. Oh, as much as people complain about Flickcroft and his coaching style. He can't really do anything else. And one po- uh, one big positive we could take out of the game on Saturday was that we were actually willing to take a shot on. Um, we were willing to chase that second ball down so many times last season and this season. We've took a shot on and then not gone for the rebound. Or we've had a shot blocked and not gone for it. Whereas Saturday is the complete opposite. Tyler Walker's got it at box, took his shot, it's been blocked. Danny Rose is there to back it up. We've not had that this season. We didn't have that last season. So hopefully, it, it's obviously something that worked on in training that we need to be on second balls. It's it's it comes back to the whole statue game. They just stood it's, around waiting. It's just really weird. how like as every game goes on, there's something missing from the week before's game. <laughs> yeah. Say like we want more shots from outside area. We have more shots from outside area, but then we're defending too deep. So we want them to play higher up. We play higher up, then. We don't let's, like CJ yeah. as a left wing back. Let's, let's just then, go this Saturday. They get all of that right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what? Something. It will all come good on the last day of the season. Uh, more comments coming through uh, as always. Keep them coming in in the uh, live feed. Away. If you leave, if you listen to the audio version of this, obviously every Thursday six thirty uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. I'll later you Nate. I'll later you to the party. Uh, as always, we encourage you to get involved and have your say uh, on your. Team team really want to hear your thoughts and everything uh, tonight as well uh, Alex has been in touch and said had this problem with Evans last season couldn't see many games out maybe it's just a Mansfield thing uh, Callum says Anderson really needs to get into the team an experienced player can help to see out games and push on for that important second goal uh, Gary says Cambridge were as poor as Macclesfield but yet again the second half we capitulated and looked tired with no leaders um, Paul says agree Callum I like um, I like him 
I like him always gives his best and never lets the team down plus he's on 3k a week well we don't know whether that's true or not but we'll, uh, we, we can't really comment on that uh, Roger says it's early days so for me Flickcroft stays and uh, Paul says at least until Christmas we'll talk a little bit more uh, as I say about the Flickcroft thing uh, very very shortly indeed but let's go back to uh, Cambridge and we'll get some reaction uh, in a moment tonight we're going to hear from Bobby Elegnik we'll also hear from Dave, David Flickcroft Otis Khan and Matt Preston so we've got a lot to get through uh, this evening as well as always get your comments uh, in the live feed what I want to talk about though boys is I want to talk about uh, that man who I mentioned before in Bobby Olesnik obviously coming to the team he's getting more and more game time now um, for me Nate it was one of his best displays on Saturday yeah made some great saves um, I think he's just for, for many games now obviously there's that whole thing about when he came in and whether I think a lot of people were divided to be honest between whether he should uh, be, be the number one or um, or Logan should be, uh, but I think credit where credit's due, he's coming and he's kept his shirt and he deserves to. So uh, you know, long may it continue. But I, I take comfort in in thinking, in, you know, in knowing that we've got Logan on the you know on the bench ready to come in if he ever does drop his form or picks up any injuries. We've got two good keepers there, which I, you know, I feel like we can trust throughout the season. But from for, for the time being, Alexnik certainly deserves that. You know, the the, the nod ahead of uh, Logan. Is it is it quite worrying that our goalkeeper has won the man of the match for all the fans two games in a row? Well, yes, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> well, we get a two-one loss at home, and when you think you lose, you think, "Oh, goalkeeper's not stopped it," or blah blah whatever. But it's not even been his fault that we've either lost or drawn these games. It's just like um, last Saturday. The first goal for Exeter was an absolute corker. Couldn't do much about it. Second one was shocking defending and keeper had no chance. And on last Saturday, it was an absolute fluke. So it's... It's just... <laughs> You're getting frustrated, aren't you, Cal? I can see this it's, table going flat. I mean, he's still, got, he's still got a full mug of tea. And I can see I can see that mug. And I'm directly opposite him tonight. So I can see that going in my face, which is not good. Uh, but there you go. It's just like, what else can you change? You've changed your goalkeeper. You've changed your back line. You've changed your midfield. You've changed your strike force. What else can you do? Formation. As a manager. We've changed this formation as well, though. That's the thing. Well, this is what, this is what I mean. I don't... I know we're going to come on to so I don't want to dwell like get into it now but about the whole what can he change well this is where I don't think it's really anything that is necessary I think it's a time for the players to step up I, I, I feel at the moment that we need something to make the players angry or frustrated like because they've said in their interviews that they're feeling frustrated which obviously people are going to hear later but we need either way it's an opposition manager to come in and, and wind them up before and then go out with a bit of sort of anger in the game and <clears> go and smash the ball in the back of the net they need someone to take the frustration out frustration out but in, in the right way but I was thinking it's like another game it's like on Saturday it went into half time I was like no I was not a, a bad first first half performance. it was a couple of chances not too shaky at the back but yet again it's just the second half where we've just dropped to pieces and it's like we're playing pretty much two different teams it's the same team but it's the contrast between the first half and the second half are just absolutely shocking I just don't understand is it something that Flickcroft says at half time is it something that the players have said to each other at half time is we don't fear? know I mean is, is it is it pressure now because we're getting to that point now where this is what worries <coughs> me about even though we're picking up draws and things like 
the longer we don't win, the more pressure is to then get that win. So well, now are the players getting a bit shaky about that? Are they that's a, to worry? a good point because as in, in life as well, you know, there are certain things which sort of play on your mind a little bit. For, for example, I had a bit of a car accident on, on Monday. Oh, uh, a really? moped bike went into the back of me and I looked in my back view mirror and all I could see on the floor was this, this motorcyclist Sprawled on the floor. That's not your fault, though. Uh, no, I, I, I know it was completely his fault. I've got dash cam footage and everything. It's brilliant. But the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is. <laughs> got a I, for a split second, I thought I'd killed this kid. And every time I shut my eyes, you know, the day or so after, you see that image and it's that fear complex. Until you drive the same route, it's in your head. I've obviously done the route two or three times since and it's gone and I'm over it. But it's like Nathan was saying, you know, with the players, is it that thing of going one nil up and getting in front of a game and then that thinking we're going to collapse, we're going to collapse, we're going to collapse, oh we've collapsed. Hmm. Yeah, but that's up to them to not make that happen. Therefore the players have got to take some responsibility on the pitch. Do you think that maybe we should have closed the game out better? Whether Flickcross should have made, I don't know, brought on, took off a wing back and brought on another centre off and, and closed that de- that defence down. It was a sub that game, and I was saying to Simon and the way I can't remember what it was, but there was a sub where I just felt didn't feel like it was right, and there was one in the game before where you just think. You, I, I the thing is, sometimes he makes great subs and then sometimes he doesn't. I know it sounds that, but <laughs> obviously it's got to be one or the other. But I just think sometimes the ones that don't have cost us occasionally, and uh, I well, can't remember what it was. Saturday the difference is <laughs> with the Exeter game is that we were already losing. So yeah. if you bring someone on and they don't change the thing, it's like, oh, we were losing anyway. If he comes on and changes the game, then it's great. Oh, yeah, he's come on and he's changed the and game. you're damned whereas, if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Because if you if you 1-0 up and then you bring on a defender with, tw- with 20 minutes to go, you think, he's playing for, he's playing for a 1-0 here, he's not going for it. And, and then all of a sudden we chuck an extra striker on and then we concede because we've got too many bodies up top. You're damned if you do, you're damned if well, you exactly. don't. exactly. It's, and it's like... What else can you actually like, physically do? You try and close the game out, and we could do with an attacking defensive midfielder <laughs> <laughs> and potentially an attack-minded goalkeeper. Keep those comments. Yeah. We've got them. Bobby Lashley. Keep those comments uh, coming in. Plenty coming in on the live field. I'll get through a few more, and then we'll hear from Bobby Lashley as he gives his reaction to that one-one draw at Cambridge. Uh, Gary says we press teams superbly in pre-season friendlies, but we don't seem to do this now. Uh, he also says Lashley, by the way, has been superb since taking over the gloves. Callum says I'm definitely Flickcroft to stay. Had we kept the one-nil lead on numerous occasions. We'd be up there near the top of the table and we'd all be here talking about what an amazing start to the season we've had. Really do think we've had an unlucky start. Uh, and Shelley says, David Flickcroft has made some very funny subs. Why does he Why does he take off Otis all of the time? We'll talk more, a little bit more about that uh, across the rest of the show. Uh, plus we'll uh, have that big debate on whether Flickcroft should be judged on the 20 games he's managed so far, whether he should be judged on this season, last season, or whatever, and get your thoughts, should David Flickcroft be the manager of Mansfield Town. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the place every single week for you to have your say on your team uh, as we round up all things Mansfield Town and take a look at the week's news as well. Let's get some reaction uh, from that game um, on Saturday where the Stags drew one all at Cambridge. Uh, let's hear from a man who's in a bit of fine form, I think it's fair to say, at the moment. After taking over the the uh, the first name, the first place on the team sheet uh, in between the sticks, let's hear uh, from the stag goalkeeper. Let's hear from Bobby Olesnik. 
most frustrating is is conceding. I think we've defended well as a, as a as a back five, if you want to call it that. You know, every corner, every cross they had, I felt like we were, you know, Christian and and and, and Matt and so on. I thought I thought they were going to deal with it, and, and we did. It's just you know one of those things we we just haven't been able to see the game at. But you know, I, I, I thought we were going to get it at something. Yeah. As a keeper, I think you pride yourself on clean sheets. It's a bit frustrating not to concede, you know, not to keep the clean sheet. But yeah, it's really really frustrating at the minute. And, you know, not being able to to see games out and not being able to to just you know get that win. I think a, a, a win, especially here, it would just would just lift us. But at the moment, it's, it's just not quite happening. It's always the case when you concede late. I know we've got a point, but I think for us, for our objectives this year, a point's not good enough. And I think we need to we need to do better next week. As I said, the defenders I thought were were outstanding every corner. They always there's always a head that's gonna you know deal with it. There's always a block. There's always a you know a foot that's gonna be stuck out. So you know a lot of credit has to go to them for for sort of helping me with my performances and keeping the ball away as, as much as possible. It's been difficult being on the bench, but at the same time, it's been a case of well, there's nothing else you can do. You can just watch and learn, and that's that's all I've been trying to do. And you know, he's taught me a lot in terms of game management and so on. He's obviously also a very experienced goalkeeper, and, and the amount of stuff I've been able to pick up just watching it from the sideline has been so. So a lot of credit has to go to him for just training the way he does and just having been playing the way he has been. So you always want to be playing. I think as as a player, you you, you know, you always be, want to be on the pitch. You, you, I, I, I genuinely miss that that edge that you get when you come out at three o'clock you know when, when you cross that white line when the fans are on top of you and so on it's it's that, that feeling you sort of don't realise how much you miss it until you're back out there and sort of experiencing it week in week out and that's yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky to be experiencing it now That's Bobby Lesnick speaking to I follow earlier this week after that game at Cambridge where the Stags drew uh, one apiece get your thoughts in uh, on Lesnick we'll talk about him very very briefly so if you're watching the live feed get, the, uh, get your thoughts in, in the comments uh, below right now um, I think he made a, a good point in there I mean we were talking sort of off camera during that and we were saying about um, you know the fact that David Flickcroft comes out and says Elegenic has a storming game he has a really good game really pleased with him and then uh, Elegenic sort of says I could have I conceded a goal and I think that honesty side is you know what makes him really stand out at the moment yeah um, I, I like Bobby to be honest I'd have perhaps started with him at the start of the season to be honest because you know he he, he's something, and he gives us something different. He, he's quicker and everything in every sense, and things like that. And his modesty, and his honesty in that in that interview, you know, he, he's just brilliant. You know, he says, you know, he said that, you know, um, he could have gone in and asked Flickcroft why he weren't, you know, starting, but he says that I've just, you know, waited and waited and waited and got my chance, and he's going to take it, sort of thing. And that's that's all it, that's all he needs. But he knows. He knows that one mistake or several mistakes, Conrad's going to be snapping at his heels. And that's key to consistent performances. I mentioned in that interview, which you can watch in full on iFollow, about you know the defence in front of him feeling comfortable as well. If they do their job, it's it's easy for him to do his job. But he praised Conrad Logan, Nath, as well. And I think that union between goalkeepers sometimes, you know, when you... I think go back to the Alan Marriott days. You always knew he was going to be number one. The likes of Ian Deke and Shane Redmond were never going to get a look in. But with these two, it, it genuinely is like you know a central midfield partnership of who's actually going to get on the team sheet. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like it's it's, uh, it's always one or the other, isn't it? But um, I think you've got to look at it. You've got to look at the bigger picture, and they're still in the same team. And obviously, they train every day together. Um, and uh, I. You know, it must be difficult because so if, especially if you've got two characters that want to be on the pitch, it must be difficult when you are sat on the bench. But and that's why I say you just got to look at that bigger picture, and I think you've got to support that, you know, that uh, that teammate 
even if you're even if you're the one on the bench and you you want to be out there. So I don't know. I just think it's going to show what great professionals they are. Yeah, certainly. So let's uh, move on then. Let's uh, uh, talk a little bit more about the burning issue this week and the burning topic. Let's go into full on full on ramp mode because that's the, 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 the what we do here. As always, it's not just about us four having our say on, on the team it's all about you guys at home as well so if you agree or disagree or whatever with anything that we say if you're watching the live feed drop it in the comments right now and uh, obviously we'll read it out during the course of the show as well and if you listen to the audio version as I keep saying every Thursday is the place to be to watch it live and get fully fully involved I've had a few people sort of ask me questions about the timings of when we do this this week and sort of the audio version as well because we have a bit of a balanced audience between who listens to it and who watches it live and who watches it back Thursday is convenient for us but also it's, it's the time of the week where it's just the right time between the last game and, and the next game and then you know so it's really great so if you've been watching it please do invite people to the Mansfield Matters page if you've been listening to it please share it give it likes that sort of thing you know this is the podcast for you to have your say on your team we've got some exciting projects uh, coming up as well remember all the legends live and the memory lane stuff as well we've got all that coming up as well right positives done let's talk positives and negatives let's uh, go on full on ramp mode 20 games into his tenure and uh, Stag's boss David Flickcroft is already coming in for some slack he came in with 12 games to go at the end of last season after Steve Evans deserted us for pastures new. Rumours were that he was going to go anyway, but he ended up going to Peterborough. It was all a bit of a farce. If you can't remember all the stories, then where have you been, quite frankly? We reference it quite often enough. Him and his mate Dodgy did one to, uh, to, to the land of Posh. Whoever came in then, and we said this at the time when we did the, when uh, when myself, Cam and Nathan did the, the manager SOS, the Sunday special, whatever it was that we did... I don't, we, you weren't there for that one, was you? Or was you there? One of you weren't there. No, I, I think I were there. I think I it remember. was. Oh know. no, we did a managerial special. We did um, a. Like I a, think I can't remember. I've set up against when when we played Crew. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, you, yeah. you you yeah, messaged yeah, yeah. what podcast tomorrow? We See, like, brain, we're there. Brain, brain's gone. Oh, brain's gone. But the point is, we've referenced it quite often. We've always we've always spoken about it, and we we said that whoever came in. At that time, whether it be John Dempster, whether it be whoever was available at that time, was always on to a losing battle. And whoever came in next was always fighting a fire. And I've personally felt that ever, ever since, no matter what Flickcroft does, he's always going to be in the wrong because of, you know, the failing, the failure of last season. What I want to know is, and what I want to know from you guys and what I want to know from you guys at home is, should he be judged on his managerial record as a whole, which is, of course... You know, um, <coughs> the, 20, the 20 games, four wins, 11 draws and five defeats. Or should he be judged entirely on this season, which is eight games in the league. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about cup games or anything. Eight league games, two wins, five draws and one defeat. Should he be judged on a whole or this season? Get your comments in uh, below and we'll talk all about that. But let's go to the panel here uh, tonight. Can of, I just uh, add something else? Go well? on. I was just about to say, them people that want him out want to be interesting to see who they would have him. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was. I think I think you, you'd be right. So obviously, you know, as Simon says, um, if you are part of the uh, Flickcroft Out Brigade or crew or whatever you want to call yourselves, um, Nathan's got another word for you. But he's not going to say on camera. Um, <laughs> try not to. <laughs> try not to. He might at some point if he gets if he gets boiled. Um, but yeah, who could do a better job? Nathan, let's start with you because me and you were. 
putting the world to rights on the way home on Saturday. <laughs> and yeah, so go. Fire away. This is your moment. Well, it's in for me. Like, absolutely not out. I, I, I just think it's silly. I, I, well, first of all, I'd say he needs to be judged on this season. Last season, he's over and done with. Forget about it. There's all sorts of different reasons that while I went to to part and I think we've all been through that so let's not bring that back, back up again so I'd absolutely 100% judge him on this season and there's a, yes it's been frustrating and this is I think sometimes we'd look at Flickcroft at the moment and say and sort of wonder what he's doing wrong because I think there's so many positives but the only bit that's wrong for me is the results and obviously the difficulty is that it's a results business so I 100% understand why people are frustrated we were frustrated I mean um, on whatever when the final whistle meant, when I think for a second I was like I've had enough of this but then you sort of think about it a bit more and you think you sort of come to your senses a bit more and the emotions dissipate a little bit and um, you realise that it's not that bad we've you know you go back to our conference season we had one more point than what we have now back then and we went on to win the league I guarantee if you look through all the championship winning teams and the you know over the, over the seasons Take a lot of effort, but if you did it, I guarantee you would find that there's been teams that have had worse starts than what we've had uh, this season. So I think we're just getting a bit too hasty in in wanting him out. And like Simon said, <laughs> that's very weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Touch your toes. To your head. <laughs> yeah, but who, who's going to come in? Yeah, we've 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 paid money to bring in <coughs> Flintcroft. We'd have to pay him off. I think if we're going to get a decent management, we'd have to pay another club to bring somebody in. I just don't think it's necessary. It's, it's, he's building something here. And I, and I said this to you in the car last week. Obviously, I want promotion this season, but would it be the end of the world? Let's say if we had a season of transition, you know, we've got rid of a, a quite a lot of players last season. We're trying to balance the wages a bit. What if we just had, you know, let's go for top half of mid-table and um, let's say we, we settle at that and then next year we push. We, we get a settled squad. We get some youth team players involved. And and then we've got next year where we can invest again and go for it rather than and, and with somebody we can rely on rather than someone that's gonna leave us, you know, seventy five percent away into the into the job. There's so many points there which we can pick up on and we will pick up on. And I just wanna to go to some of the comments before I, I lose them. well how much do you wanna bet? How much are you willing to bet right at this this moment that one says Danny Cowley? I wanna say this shirt but I don't want to say it half naked. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. For them. Trust me, neither do I, because I'm sat in your eye line, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Callum says he should be judged on uh, his games this season. It wasn't his team last season. The second the transfer window finishes, it's his team. He decides what players leave and what players he brings in. Uh, Roger says should be judged on this season only because it's, he's had a clean slate. Uh, Gary says, good point as well, uh, changing managers so early in the season is a mistake. There are so many examples of Can't patience. Uh, example X to last season. Keep him, I have seen his previous teams in Bury and Swindon destroy his home and away uh, Ant says we have only conceded seven goals this season uh, the gaffer sends out a side to win the game the players have to take a look at themselves if it wasn't for a very bad deflection on Saturday we wouldn't be talking about the gaffer's head come January uh, he will be a um, he will be a god. Getting rid of him would be stupid. Who would the chairman bring in? Uh, the gaffer promised his promotion and he will. Now, this is the thing. I'm going to go from that comment. I'm going to pick up on what Nathan said um, very, very uh, on the back of Ant's comment there. 
I, as a football fan, always want to see my team do well and win and win championships and win trophies <coughs> and succeed. However, I am a realist. I understand that sometimes things don't happen overnight. And what most football fans want is for it to happen yesterday. And it doesn't happen. Look at Notts County. They spent all that money. I know it's hard to say it without laughing, isn't it? They spent all that money got rid of a manager, had to pay for another manager, it's not his team and it's just it's the same old continuation, nothing has changed. That'd be the same for us and we'd only get progressively worse. Now, this is the thing. I don't want to mention Peterborough and, and the management there too much. However, they came in and they sold the board a dream, which was promotion to League One. Therefore, and there's no blame whatsoever to the people involved here, but I believe that the board as a collective brought into that dream and therefore did a projected budget for League One football. League One gates, League One sponsorships, League One revenue and, you know, League One commercialisation. And because we've got to that point where we were on the cusp of it and it looked like we were going to get it and then all of a sudden we've had this train wreck of the change of managers, having to pay another manager, having to buy him out and that sort of thing, I think we've just looked at our finances and just gone, Jesus Christ... We've got to cut back and cut back and cut back here. And I think this season, that is what is hampering us the most. The fact that we've predicted in our own heads, arrogantly, that we're going to be a League One club and we're not. I'll say I agree mostly with that. But I think, fair enough, we've had to cut down. But you wouldn't say that the players that have got left the club have been amazing players. They've not been the, the player at the club. The players that we've brought in, albeit someone like... <laughs> <lower, laughs> they've not been standout. You can't really say that they're any good. You can't really say that um, they've done wonders, so they've ended up at some forest green team that nobody... Green Army! Some village team I love this shirt. Nobody's ever heard of before. Get on with it. But you can't say that the players that we've brought in have been below standard. We've brought in some good quality players, and even if we are on a smaller budget this season... I'm more impressed with the players that we brought in this season on a smaller budget than the players that we brought in last season on a big budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just going back to what you said about like the previous management selling a dream, he kind of sold us all it, to be honest, because when he was appointed, I don't think there was one Stags fan that thought, yeah, we're not going to do it this season. We, we don't <laughs> to. You know, because you look at his record and... You just think it's going to happen to us. Taxman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But going back to Flitcroft, he has kept the majority of the team that was here last season. He has got rid of a fair few, but the core of the team is still kept. Because um, we were all sat here thinking that people like Alex MacDonald and people like that were going to leave, and he hasn't. And he's brought three or four decent players in that could actually do a job for Mansell Town and why not Why not talk about, you know, playoffs or something like that, you know because we, we've still got the core of that team that was third in the league last season you know I, I, know, I understand what people are saying and they want like, they want you know, they want I can't think of the word we want success success Yesterday, yeah, I, I I get that, and you know Rome weren't built in a day, sort of thing. So you've got to give Flitcroft chance to get. I mean, how many times did Steve Evans last season go? Team won't gel till February. Team won't gel till February. 
you know. And then he left. And then he yeah, left. And then he left. Yeah. Yeah. Fury. But if jails, bye. Yeah. See you later. I done my job. I mean, see you later. He was actually. He weren't lying because we did actually start playing the better football like end of January beginning of February so Flitcroft's only got to be given the chance and if we keep the results as they are like Nathan said we were only one point off what we were in championship winning side then if we can get a few results on the table then you know we're going to climb that going to climb that league and Everybody that wants him out is just going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I think someone made the comment earlier about if we just changed a couple of those draws into wins, we would be sitting in a very different position. Exactly. And that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? But oh. I think this is what the whole thing about. I think managing our expectation levels, and and it's so early on, you don't even know where we're going to finish it. I mean, we, we could be up there. You know, it's it's so early on, there's so many many games to be played. Yeah. But my, my my what I I'm saying about me being sort of Apple if we if we finished, you know, top half but, you know, say we missed out of the playoffs is because like where where is our expectation level as supporters? Because I feel like some people would say if we don't achieve playoffs, Flickcross should go. Whereas I would absolutely one hundred percent disagree with that. Even though I obviously want playoffs more, you know, like everybody does. Uh, as a minimum, but I just don't. I, I don't see the point in in one season if we didn't achieve that getting rid of a manager because it's like you, you've got to build something. And there's so many times where your most successful managers in in teams have they've been there for a while because they, they've got to. It takes time. You've got to build what you're doing, and I just management these days just seems to be they, they seem to come and go too quickly, and it doesn't give teams a chance to well, quite a chance to build. If we got into playoffs and we got knocked out in semi-finals. Uh, to whoever I wouldn't sack him no well I'd that's that's an improvement but what if we didn't get I'd to the playoffs the what, would you, what would you say then it depends where you finish well, let's say if you finish like 8th or ninth, and you were 2 points off at playoffs then no you still wouldn't well, sack say, him if, we got if you finish like where we are now 15th and we were like 15 points off at playoffs then you've got to think well hang on a minute what what's gone wrong? And then you got to sit back and take, take stock and have a look at what's happening. Do you know what really what really gets me? And I think a couple of the players have said this as well. I think we'll hear from Matt Preston in a moment because he he brings up this point very very well indeed. We've got one of the best defensive records in the league. I think we've got the equal best defensive record in the league. All right, at the other end we're not doing the business. But the important thing is we're talking about potentially getting rid of a manager. Well, some supporters are. We're not, but. There's those people who are talking about that and how ridiculous is it because it's not like we're going into every single game and getting a pants ripped down and, and getting absolutely spanked we are playing relatively well creating chances we're just not bloody taking them yeah. and it's like we give up yeah it's like we give up we're knocking at door and it's just like it's just like well we're not going to get no tat to this now can like we it, just drop? Like it's second half um, on Saturday. Danny Rose overhead kick at the bar. Neil Bishop just stuck one over at bar on Saturday. And it was like, all you need is one of them chances. It goes back to the same on last uh, Saturday before as well. Home to Exeter. Danny Rose, two speculative efforts. Fair enough, they were uh, just random shots just trying to keep, keep the keeper on his toes. But... It's still something that we've not been able to do this season, and this crazier thing's been in hap- happening in football. We see, like, you compare like local rivals. Last season, Chesterfield and Notts County were doing well at the top end of League Two this time last season. 
County bottled it in playoffs and now bottom of the football, well, second bottom of the football league. Chesterfield were doing all right, dropped out of the league completely now, dwindling down near the relegation zone in the National League. Maidenhead, Gateshead. <laughs> you look at Saturday's opponents, Northampton, a few years ago, they were dwindling bottom of the football league, like Christmas time. Oh, there was, uh, we were putting money, money in buckets for them, aren't we? Exactly. Well, well, exactly. Got a promotion, but... Exactly, no. <laughs> and... They went on, they got a new manager in, they got new players in, they got a new takeover, and they won promotion that season. They were like relegation zone at Christmas. It's not all doom this, and gloom. This, this is my point that I made earlier about how I, I guaranteed if you look through the championship winning sides, you'd, you'd see teams that have had a lot worse start than what we have. Yeah, and, and as it stands, on the 27th of September, one loss. Yeah, and and that is that is the thing, isn't it? One loss, one loss, and, and everybody's got very good. Like the one to add. to a very good exit. You know what I mean? Well. Yeah, to a, to a good exit. Like you say, the good exit team. I think you, you know. I know they've had <coughs> the same manager for for years and years and years, and it changed in the summer. They've a bit rejuvenated. I think they're going to be up there this season. To be honest, even if you look back at, at that game, you know, poor defending, one defensive mistake, and a goal which, to be fair, couldn't do anything about, as you said earlier, Cam. And if we'd have Taking our chances earlier in that game as well, we'd have won that. Well, saying, we'd it's have drawn it's it. another game. It's the first twenty minutes. We come out of the blocks, an absolute sprint. We, we're straight on it, but then again, it's the le- it's the rest of the game that starts to let us down. Um, exactly. It, I think the form will come. I, I do. Yeah. It's just. I think somebody's up for a hammering. Oh yeah, yeah. Pants somebody, down, ripped open. <laughs> Absolute. This know, is Mansfield Town. Five or six. Oh, they're not coming up though, other than Northampton on Saturday. I can't remember what fixtures are. We'll have a look through the fixtures uh, very, very shortly indeed. But I just want to go back to uh, some more of the comments. Uh, Roger says we've proved we can play when we did uh, when we did against Newport. Look at where they are now, and you've got to believe in the lads. I'm positive it's gonna come good. Uh, let's go through uh, our results so far this season. Obviously, uh, some. Somebody mentioned earlier on really good start in pre-season and things like that and playing really well possession wise and then great start against Newport two all draw against uh, against Yeovil fought back twice in that game perhaps should have nicked it in that one Colchester one all uh, did we fight back in that one as well I think we did didn't we 0-0 uh, at Tranmere again we up against Colchester I, think. I can't remember it's been a, it was a long time a long time ago then. slept since then <laughs> Tranmere away obviously goal, goalless draw any other any other day, one one thing drops. Macclesfield away, yeah, can't um, you can't really excuse that because we were poor second half, <coughs> threw it away. Carlisle at home, one one nil again, could have been more. Just look at the draw. Exeter, as we said, two one defeat, the only loss uh, so far this season. Um, again, chances, and then Cambridge one nil up, and then a flute flute goal. It's all about the chances, and it's all about putting those things right. Um, it's it's frustrating. It's 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 very very frustrating indeed. Well, so you can't really so say after eight games we've not we've only we've not scored once in yeah. them eight games. But when we have we've not other than the new excluding the Newport game um, and Yeovil away, we're not scoring more than a goal a game. Yeah, and that's that's the critical that's thing, lies, isn't, it? isn't it? That's the critical thing. I'll say the games don't particularly get much easier. Beginning of October, we got Oldham and then Bury bit of a break but with team, one teams like teams we bet we, 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 lift, we lift our get tail yeah, end we lift our games middle of October we've got Grimsby uh, and Swindon and, ta- and then tail end of 
October we've got Morecambe away and Milton Keynes at home so I think that's going to bode well for us because you know what our frustration is at the minute and we said this a couple of weeks ago after that international break is it going to help us or is it going to hinder us and it almost hinders us a little bit you know because we've not played for a while and then I think we were on the back of that at Cambridge and we're almost playing catch up but because in October you are pretty much going Saturday, Tuesday the games are there thick and fast there's no room for error there's no room for mistakes there's no room for um, you know dwelling on things and things like that you've just got to go out there and, and put it right and the good thing is is if, is if any of them games we lose we've got a game quick coming up so we, yeah. can, we can get rid of that one and start, well, start fresh it's another thing fair enough it's in the court not that we want to lose any but no <laughs> but exactly no. but we've got like Wolverhampton on the 21s 23s whatever they are in the Checker Trade Trophy and as much as people moan about them games they are still competitive games and it gives us a chance if we need, if we want to play a full strength squad and play and maybe make a couple of changes see how it goes then we, it might help us that we can't, we have got that extra game to be able to change things it, say it was like the pre-season the, pre the reserve fixture that we played at Doncaster last week that was a full strength 11 squad and we got a decent result out of it fair enough the results after it wasn't so good so the 1-1 draw at Cambridge but but Danny Rose scored in that game got a bit of confidence and went and scored in the league his exactly. first league goal under David Flickcroft as well so you so know just dope. A it kickstarts his season but also it kickstarts something good for for the well for all of us Good defensive partnership, good midfield, and hopefully the strikers start scoring a few more. Keep those comments coming in. As always, really want to hear your thoughts tonight. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, of course, Mansfield really does matter. Still to come, we'll take a little bit more uh, of a look in depth at those fixtures in October and take a look at that objective, which me and Nathan will be talking about forever. That's winning the Checker Trade Trophy, if you, if you can't remember. Uh, but first, let's hear from the man who's taking a bit of a... Bit, bit of flack over the last couple of weeks or so in the boss David Flickcroft he's a man who for me strikes me as he knows what he's got to put right he tries to do right to, to put it right and his work ethic is there and he just knows that things have to be uh, have to get done uh, let's hear from the stakes manager uh, as he talks about uh, the defensive uh, displays as we say you know for a first joint first uh, best defence in the league against that attack where in only uh, two games of the eight this season, we've scored more than one goal. Did we dry up in pre-season? Who knows? Let's get the thoughts uh, of the Stags boss, David Flickcroft, speaking this week to iFollow. You know, you look at seven goals conceded this season and um, it's up there with, you know, the best records in, in the league. But the goals tally isn't where I want it to be for the amount of play we've got, amount of good quality entries into the last third. The, the goal tally's poor and uh, that's what we've got to upspec that's what we've got to make better and uh, you know that's certainly what we'll be driving this this uh, squad to do come the weekend we're trying to play with an intent I think we've been looking because we've changed the style of play we've almost been looking for that perfect goal well a perfect goal is the one that that goes in a perfect goal is the one that that wins the game. Uh, a match winning a match winning goal is the perfect goal for me. Have we turned down shots when I look at some of the work? Yeah, we possibly have. We've certainly turned down crosses at crossing opportunities and passing opportunities in that last third. You know, and maybe been a bit too intricate. So we've looked at our work so far. Um, you know, and can we improve that? Absolutely. Do we need to? Absolutely. You know, but I stated I want to give uh, our home fans 
um, a, a team that can play in the right uh, way but can win in the right way and that's something that we've uh, we've really drove to this group of players this week that's the mental approach to that as well from a technical aspect and a tactical aspect that's what we've been working on we've got a lot right this season in terms of that uh, but certainly um, from a mental approach that accountability and responsibility to this is my opportunity you know to go and to go and hurt this team to go and hurt these opponents um, and it's it's a, it's a real shift in mindset it's a knockout blow you know it's not it's not a few jabs it's a knockout blow it's going for that killer punch and uh, that's that's certainly were uh, what we've been working on this week Thanks, boss David Flickcroft speaking there to you. Well, there, as you can tell by the laughter, we were having a bit of an off-air conversation and, and forgot that the tape was still running. So there you go. That does happen here. But we was hearing there from the stakes boss David Flickcroft. If you want to watch that interview in full over 13 minutes with him, head over to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow where you can watch all of that in full. And you can also see the post-match from Bobby Oleshnik and Flickcroft himself post-Cambridge and the interviews today from Otis Khan and Matt Preston. We're still here from those uh, in the next couple of minutes or so here on Mansfield Matters as we uh, round up all things Mansfield Town uh, this week. Let's talk about some of Flickcroft's comments uh, in there then, boys. Obviously, you know, it's basically saying what we've been saying for, for ages and ages and ages. We need to stop trying to walk it in and we just need to be more ruthless. And I believe now that we would have perhaps been working a little bit more on that this week in training. When he's coming out and saying it himself, I think we'll see a different approach to our game on Saturday against Northampton. A team who... By the way, also like to try and play it on the deck. Well, you think back to the Exeter game, and we were just pass. It was another game where we were just passing it along the 18-yard box and playing it back, and then back forward, and then back across, and back across, and back and forward. And it was just getting repetitive and boring. And then they figured it out. Whereas on Saturday, it wasn't so much of that. We were trying different things. We were trying to take. Uh, a pop shot we were taking shots on from different angles different distances some of them nearly worked you look at Danny Rose's overhead kick nobody particularly expected that it unfortunately hit the bar Neil Bishop's another one was it just outside the area just only just put it over the bar and it's them sort of shots that we've been scared to take as such we've no one's had the confidence to take it on so it's like I don't want to make a, I don't want to make a shot. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't want Gaffer to have a ball at me, so I'll pass it instead, and then they'll lose the ball. And yeah. it's like, I just think that David Footcroft would be more appreciative of like taking a shot from twenty-five yards because against West Brom, look at Neil Bishop. He took one, went in. You know, it might just happen that you know one of them, one of them might just go in. Mm. You don't, you don't know, do you? It's I, just... I don't even think it's a confidence thing. I, I think it's a bit like uh, Flipcroft said in his interview. It's a bit like we were just trying to, to walk the ball in. We wanted that perfect goal that looked great on the eye, but like uh, that last goal against Accrington, wasn't it? That like we put all those passes. The together CJ and, goal, yeah. Yeah, we put all those passes together, and it looked really nice and everything. But you can do that when you're five-one up, but. We, we've just been trying to do that too often and we've said it over and over again and, and that's I, I don't think it's really a confidence thing of not being afraid to shoot it's more like oh let's let's get this perfect sort of thing it's, so to me it's like they want to perhaps the wrong word to say like insult the other team by like walking it in as yeah. though to say look at what we can do against you sort of thing 
whereas other teams are just like let's just smash it and you know if yeah. it goes in it goes in that's what I just thought I just hope that's what <coughs> sort of I said earlier I just sort of want them to go out with a bit of um, I don't think Angus right but a bit of um, zest a bit of yeah, fire a bit, a bit of, fire, of want someone to just go and yeah. just go and smash some of the goal just you know really take your anger out in on the ball you know and, and, and just I think what we ought to do like 10 minutes before we finish we ought to just sit here and just just like have a go tomorrow just to rile them up for that day <laughs> ah, that's, that's, that's it we'll, we'll do that yeah. we'll make, send him a team talk it's all yeah. I'm making a comparison to a different sport I watched the ice hockey on Wednesday night and I'm a Nottingham Panthers supporter and basically the commentary was just saying they needed something to rile them and what normally happens in ice hockey you always either get a really good hit of a player or you get a big fight they were a fight happened and it changed the complexity of the game we, completely. We might be down to like I know it wouldn't nine or eight men by then. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just a comparison. We need something that will spark the players. Yeah. Like, give them a bit of confidence. I'll give them bloody something to spark the players. We'll yes. be Craig down in dressing room at hey, you know, beginning of the game. No, I'm, I'm just say, just saying the get back on the buff speech um, in the conference year seemed to work. So that's you know we, we can get more. Well, exactly. Right. We just need something that's actually going to like spark yeah. the players. That's what I mean. Even like, even if a, a manager like the opposition manager comes in and and gives us some stick and stuff like that, like, so we, we need to come up against Steve Evans in some ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, the perfect thing to get the players up and be like, want to go out and, and and just smash it. You know what I mean? And and him probably. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> but that's uh, that's what I just feel like we need. Show. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it's like I think we, we we said this a bit on uh, the trip to Cambridge, didn't we? It's a bit like. Um, so far, we've the game that we've done well in is the ones where we've, we've we've really lifted ourselves. So Newport, first home game of the season, we you know we're, we really lifted ourselves, lifted our game for that, and, and went for it. Lincoln away, albeit check tra- trophy, but you know we we put it, put in a great performance there, and because of that sort of sort of rivalry there, isn't it? And yeah, Danny Cow is sort of thinking that up ante. Yeah, well, wait till you know the league yeah. match. That, that again will be a game where I I'll have a bit of confidence in us, even though it's against top of the league. I just feel like we'd go out, go go into that game with um, some real fight about us. Oh, so we always do all right against local teams. Though. Oh, yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That extra thing in there but, that but we're, you want, we've been wound you want up. To be all right against you know. Your Yeovil yeah, and Exeter's, not just your Notts Counties and your Lincolns. But yeah. you can honestly say that the only real big team that we've come up against so far this season has been Exeter and possibly Newport, but they were. Diff- Nobody expected Newport to be where they are. The team, no, not it, at all. It, it, that was more the, the way in the first game of the season. I think they got up for it, yeah. not necessarily the fact it was Newport. But, but we, other than Exeter, you can't really say that we've come up against a team that's been like, wow, they're going to be up there at the beginning of the season. It's, there's not been a team that we've come up against yet. So would you say that maybe that little bit of rivalry we need from a local game might be something that we could need in just like a normal everyday game we need something that's going to yeah. get us going the, yeah. the problem is with Mansard is you know you might all disagree with this is that we always play teams at their level instead of making teams play at our level we always worry about the opposition where the opposition should be worried about us for example everybody was going on about Jaden Stockley coming to us and smashing goals against us he scored seven goals in so many games we've got Tyler Walker that scored exactly the same so why weren't we doing that to exactly there's always, there's always we always 
always seem to find that excuse, don't we? Of um, play it down. To, yeah, to play it down a little bit and to almost fear the opposition. We need to be saying we're Mansfield Town. We need to be saying, you know, we've got the quality to go and go draw. out there and, and oh, go out there and draw. <laughs> yeah, I go think out I there and win. That one, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's habit, isn't it? At the minute, it's habit. Um, let's uh, move away from that though and talk about two of the summer uh, arrivals. Let's start with Otis Khan. Um, obviously, everybody was excited when he arrived. I think he's had some very very decent games for us and, and has done well. I think he will over the course of the season. Every player has a bad day at the office and. I think on Saturday at Cambridge Nath was his a little bit his set pieces were whew, well below par. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just a set piece. I think his his crossing in, in the actual in open play wasn't there. <coughs> um, I, I just I remember when we signed Otis. There was a lot of uh, Yeovil fans saying he's a terrific player, and obviously they were sad to see him go. But if there's any negative to him, he's inconsistent. But that really is why he's a league <coughs> too. If he was consistent at, at, his go- at his best, then he'd be much higher up. So you sort of expect that. But um, So I- I'm not too concerned. It's going to happen. He's going to have his days off. So uh, as long as... Um, I, think, I think, the thing, as long as he comes back into it and puts in those good performances every now and... Well, more than every now and then... But I think it's just—I think more of the subs need to come in and step up. If, if he does been brought up, I don't. No complaints to him being brought up. I think Shelley's mentioned in the comments earlier yeah. about him coming off. So I've got no complaints for being taken off if he's not not on the game like he wasn't Saturday. But if whoever's coming on then needs to think, well, this is my opportunity now to uh, show why I should be on in front of him. So it's that it's that team sort of uh, rivalry in, in in the right way, and I think that's what needs to. Um, there needs to be that lift from someone on the bench, I think. Well, let's hear from Otis Khan. Obviously, arrived from Yeovil in the summer. Has done relatively well for us so far in that attacking midfield role. But let's uh, hear his thoughts on whether he thinks that the start of the season is acceptable as a team and get his thoughts on how he thinks he's doing and settling into life in Mansfield as well. He's been speaking to iFollow earlier today. You can watch that interview in full on there, uh, of course, as well. But let's hear uh, from him and hear what he has to say about life at Mansfield Town. Every game we've had chances to see off the games. We should have um, got a lot more points than what we've got. But I still think the positives are there. We're getting in these chances, so it's just the last bit of completing completing that now. So personally for myself, uh, a bit frustrated. I know I should have had um, a bit more goals, a bit more assists. So it's just keep working hard in training. It'll come sort of thing. I think it's always nice to score, score yourself and get that uh, buzz from the fans. But even if I'm assisting and the team are winning, that's all that matters. Knowing when we get the chances early on in the game, I think we have to finish them early as we can and get that, that more important second goal. Because no teams, if uh, they're against Mansfield, they always want to put the best performance on and they know they're going to do that when they come to come to our home pitch. So as long as we get them first and second goals, then we can see off the game. Um, we've done a lot of uh, specific stuff for the game Saturday, what it's going to be like. Um, I think we're preparing right, we're doing everything right for the game Saturday, so we've just got to keep doing it for the, for the next couple of days and more emphasis on what um, Northampton are going to be going to be like. Like everyone can see, we're not far away, so if we give up now on the plan, then we've thrown all that hard work away, so I think it's just getting that last bit of the plan together, then everything comes along. So It's a good system that we play, and I think everybody knows the system well, but it's just getting the, the final bit in that, and once we've done that, it'll be, it'll be fine. Every game we've played, we felt like we've been on top, uh, dominating possession, uh, dominating the game. But it's like we say, we we can't get into this habit now of um, just playing nice as a team. We need to go and hurt teams and get them more important goals. 
the players are starting to uh, see it. That's Otis Khan speaking, of course, uh, to iFollow earlier today. If you want to watch that interview in full, then of course you can do so. Mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Um, obviously saying about hurting teams there, so that it's starting to you know dribble down a little bit into into the into the players because sometimes you know when you're in this rut of form. Sometimes you think that the players don't quite see it. So when they're coming out and saying, you know, the same thing and they're accepting responsibility almost, is that a bit of a refresher for you? Yeah. yeah <coughs> we've said it past couple of weeks. Uh, I know I've said it. That, you know, some of the players need to take some responsibility for what's happening on the pitch. You can't pin it all on Flipcroft because as soon as they cross that white line, the players need to take some responsibility and listen to Otis there I think they actually are starting to think well you know we should take responsibility for what we're doing on the pitch and hopefully the uh, the point will get across and turn it around let's talk Matt Preston obviously started the season in pre-season relatively well and then scored the goal at Yeovil and then got a bit of concussion was out of the side what have you made of him since he's come back in I mean for me personally I, I don't think I think the concussion's perhaps shaking him a little bit it's another one that's inconsistent it, I wouldn't I'd say it's inconsistent the last few games but that Yeovil game and the Newport game were absolute quality but since then obviously he's had the knock but it, it's been He'd have a good few moments in a in a game, and then he'd go and let himself down. He'd not quite be on the ball, or not probably lose a header that he probably should have won. But again, it's the old situation of if he was really going to play to his best every game, that he wouldn't be playing in League Two. Players have in different games in in football, and it's another thing that comes back to not only we should be supporting Flickcroft, but we should be supporting players as well. And if the manager can admit that they're making mistakes and need to push on harder, and the players admit that they're making mistakes and need to push on harder, then why are the fans not getting behind them? The players and managers admitting it. They know where they need to make the changes. But the fact is, is like they'll admit the change. They'll admit the indifferences for one game, and I think the problem is, is the next game they're still there. And it's like they've not done anything from Saturday to Saturday to sort it out. Or it, it looks to the fans as though from Saturday to Saturday they've not done anything to sort it out. Exactly. When really they could have been, but it just so happens that, you know, the same things happen again. Let's say go, go, go on. Go on. You're going to say, Nate. Um, have we had any news about White? Hayden White? Yeah. Uh, waiting results on his scan, so. See, I. I Probably, I, I, I'm a little bit I'm, well I'm probably going to disagree with you a little bit I think Cam because um, I do think you do need to support your players but I'd actually probably drop him providing we've got someone like White that come back in come back up again because I'm not saying that Preston isn't a good player I think he's a, a quality player but sometimes you've got to go with form and I think some I think the players that have come in when Preston has been out have done a better job so I think it's a bit of a discredit to those players who are I mean I if if they are fit, obviously if they're not fit, then obviously my point's irrelevant. But um, if they are fit, then they probably deserve to be on. Because at the end of the day, it should come down to form as well. Let's sit here from Matt Preston then and hear what he thinks about all things at Mansfield Town. Obviously, um, he knows that the stags on the pitch on a match day aren't quite getting it right. 
but he puts his finger on where the stags really need to improve. That's it here from the stags defender. I think it starts in training. The gaffer's been been telling us that that's that's what he thinks, and uh, I I think it's true. Uh, I think that training is where it's got to start. You got to keep high standards in training. Whatever we do there, we can take into a game. I feel like that we've been doing that. The number one thing that we've been working on is the is the end product of things. I think we keep the ball well, um, but when we get into the final areas, it's about our final product if it's a cross a shot or something like that and uh, we've been working on that this week during the final times of a game if even if it doesn't have to be final times of a game it can just be um, a dead ball or someone going off the pitch if they're being subbed or something like that we've just been talking about that or if it means keeping it in the corner at the end of the game then that's what we've yeah we've got to try and practice and I think that all of us as a, a back three slash back five believe that I think that we've conceded some We've, we haven't been opened up and had a goal like scored against us. It's always been a mistake or like a lapse in concentration, which obviously we can be better, which is obviously a, a plus for us as a team because if we're joint first and we can be better, then this only means positives. Because if we're not being opened up and it's only a lapse in concentration where we're conceding, then that's something that we can easily improve on, I think, as a team. It's, it's, it's got to be a, a good thing because why would it be a bad thing if no one's opening us up, isn't it? <laughs> As he says there, yeah, Matt Preston speaking to iFollow, why would it be a bad thing if uh, you know teams aren't opening us up? We are looking solid at one end, we're just not doing the job uh, of the other end, which is the most frustrating thing, uh, of course. Um, obviously, final words on uh, on Matt Preston and, and on uh, the things where we need to, to put things right then, boys. Obviously, we're defending quite well, um, we're just not taking our chances. How pivotal is three points on Saturday and... Or, no, let me put it a different way. What is more important on Saturday? Obviously, the three points everyone's going to want. But for me, I think it's scoring more than one, than one goal. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. That's the underlying fact. I mean, we've what you say, we've scored two games this season where we've scored more than one goal. Which was the opening two games of the season. That speaks for itself. In the league, anyway. We're not looking at cup games. That speaks for itself. We need to be more crucial. We need to be more, you know, lethal up front, and that's it. Because the games that we, the game that we've lost, has been two one. It's not as if it's been five nil. You know, a team's not come and played us off at Park and absolutely annihilated. It's been two one. Exactly. Know. It's just one moment in the game where it's like the keepers, maybe slightly off his line, and there's yeah. a shot from twenty yards that. Maybe not not have taken usually, but you've seen the keeper off the line slightly. All it takes is one moment to change it, but it, it's that thing that nobody's got the confidence to go and take one of them shots, and it's like as if the players are scared to take it. But it's like even in the games that we've scored first, it's like we've scored one. It's like oh, game's done now. We we can just sit back and defend. They're not hungry to go for a second. It's like as if they're acting like like strikers are like. We've done our bit. You need to do your bit. Talking to like midfielders and defenders, it's like no, you've got to, you've got to play a ninety minute. Well, you've got to play a hundred. I know it don't happen, it but way. as a manager, same again. I don't know what you guys think. I want to win every game five nil. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't want. And I know you can't because there's different, different teams set up differently against you. And you know, you can't do that. But I've set up as oh, I want to go and win every game five nil. I know it don't happen in football, and in you know it don't it never will. It'd be nice if it did. You show me a manager who's going into a game playing for a goalless draw or a one 0 defeat, and I'll show you a liar. 
and that's as, sim- that's as simple as it is because exactly. every manager wants to win every football fan wants to win the reality of it is it's a 46 game season it's Unless a long you season Marino and you've got busted car park <laughs> that's it something <laughs> like that the question, so, yeah. would you rather then would you rather have a team that um, is going to be sort of solid and maybe win by one goal or would you rather have a team that's probably not quite there as defensively so we might concede more but we're going to try and outscore teams what would you rather have Entertainment value—you'd want a team that outscores, wouldn't you? But I—I do you know what? I'd be happy if we won one nil. This is what I'm going to say to your question. I don't know what's more important about Saturday. Well, but we're not yeah, doing that. Win. No, I know that's the point. We're not doing that. But we're close to yeah. it. Yeah, but we're not quite there. Which yeah. is the two minutes away. Yeah, the, <laughs> two minutes away. Yeah, uh, which is fair enough. Right, let's go predictions. And we'll have two games coming up over the next week uh, before we next back here uh, once again. Both on home source, so a fantastic chance uh, for me and for my money to get six points and, and nothing less uh, on the board Northampton uh, on Saturday not had the, uh, the, the the greatest of starts to life back in League 2 few problems there and what have you but again that's no excuse whatsoever is it we've got to go out there and we've got to be putting this, this to bed haven't we what would you go for Saturday what's your prediction 2-0 uh, yeah I'd gone 2-0 Nice. Well, as we're not scoring many, as we're cost, as we're not uh, conceding many. No, no. Free freak. No, two zero. <laughs> <laughs> Six all. Yeah. The biggest game. Then obviously Oldham uh, in midweek as well. You know, qu- games in quick succession. It's imperative that we get behind the boys and put those, uh, you know, th- those points on the board because it, it, there will come a time where we are sitting in this room and, and maybe changing our approach and our tactile a little bit, but. I, for one, am fully behind the manager. I look at the results and I'm not concerned. Two wins in 20 games, if it was over the course of one season with the same squad, same system, same results, what what have you, then I would be concerned. But it's two different seasons, two different squads, two different mindsets. And, you know, that's the the important thing for me. We've only lost once a joint best defensive record in the league. If we scored more goals, we wouldn't. this would be an entirely different episode. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Simple as that. Yeah, I I I think Christmas. Give it till Christmas, and if if we if we what be twenty odd games, won't it? Yeah, we've got the same record then. Then. Alarm bells certainly will be ringing. I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say, obviously, we had 12 games under him last season, um, which was different squad, different system, blah, 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 blah. Um, we've had eight games under him this season. After the Grimsby game in the league, um, obviously, if that goes ahead, that will be his 12th game. It would be very interesting to sit down and compare the performances and the results from this bank of 12 to that bank of 12. Then yeah. I think then we'll get a real idea then we'll get a real idea yeah. uh, that is pretty much it for tonight thanks as always for your comments uh, as well uh, quick couple of score predictions uh, from Roger and Danny Roger says 2-1 on Saturday and Danny says 1 apiece as always thank you very much for all your comments all your questions and all your opinions we really do appreciate them make sure you join us next Thursday at 6.30 ish ish you missed it there no, I, 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 I wanted to go quiet there uh, so we were like uh, 
I hate you. Next Thursday, next thirty, next thirty, next Thursday at six thirty ish on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. If you want to get involved during the week as well, you can do. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. Twitter at MTFC Matters. Check out the website as well, www.mtfcmatters.co.uk. More stuff coming soon. Stay tuned for all of that. But for now, that is it for this week. Uh, the players, uh, I have a message for you. Um, book your ideas up and score more than once. We're not going to get on your backs. We are fully behind you. We fully believe that you can score more than one goal in a game. Just don't sit back. Don't invite the pressure on onto yourselves and you'll be perfectly fine. As for David Flickcroft, the man in the dugout, what more proof do you want that we, the majority... Behind you, we're just doing this season the Mansfield Town way exactly. There is an easy way, there is a hard way, there is a Mansfield Town way, and as always, we do it in, in the latter. Um, to those of you who uh, have made horrible comments and stuff on, on Facebook and on Twitter and what have you about Flickcroft out and things like that, the only way we're going to succeed is by uniting together and going forward as one to get the points on the board. And it all starts on Saturday at the One Course Stadium. Three points and nothing less. We'll see you next Thursday at 6 30. Ish. <laughs> Every time I do it, they all join in. It's the, it's oh. Maybe. I, and, and we'll see you next Thursday if I've got rid of any of this. But thank you very much for watching. We'll see you at the same time next week. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans